Oh, wow. Okay, so happy 2023. I have been waiting for this episode to be dropped the be- at the beginning of the year. I think that's just what everyone needs. We all need it. I recorded it sometime back and I really sat on it because I felt like it was, it needed to come out at a specific time. And, um, and so this, this episode is meant for anyone who has been struggling with themselves. Anyone who is trying their fucking damnedest to Find who they are. Who are you? Who do you want to be? You know you're feeling uncomfortable, but you don't know how to get from who you are to who you want to be. You think money's going to change it. You think weight loss is going to change it. You think leaving your partner is going to change it. You're going to become this different person. And I talk about this with my guest, Stacey Van Thun, who is a high-performing mindset coach. And we talk about how do we get to where we want to be. How do you become that person, right? And what do you, what do you need to keep in mind? Um, and, and being easy and, and just gentle on yourself with all that has happened. So, um, so remember that whatever it is that you are embarking on, it is similar to an orgasm in that you have to get into the mood at first. You have to develop some type of a pattern and a rhythm with your body so that you can get into it so that your pleasure can trust you. Once you get into it, you start realizing, okay, this specific pattern at this rate and pace and blah, 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 and at this angle, this will get me to an orgasm eventually. And so you follow those steps and you check in with yourself and you start to trust what your body is telling you. And that's hard. It's hard for women to trust what their body is telling them. But as soon as you can do that and start to play around with that feeling and it becomes more familiar, then you start to uh, f- experience pleasure in a, in a way that's more accessible. And so getting into that buildup and then you might lose it. You might lose the orgasm. It happens all the time. And then you have to decide, okay, do I want to just give up and you know call it a night or do I want to start back over again? and rebuild the sensations. It's going to be a little bit easier because I've already warmed myself up. I'm already in the mood. I'm already, you know, you know, I'm already in this specific environment. Do I want to go again though? Do I want to try, try again? It happens all the time. You lose your orgasm. You got to rebuild it. That is the same thing with everything in life. You have to follow the rhythm. You have to check in with yourself. You can't rush it. You can't rush it because the type of orgasm is going to be impacted, the quality, and you might find that right as you orgasm, you lose it in a way that you can't get it back or it's a tension orgasm, so it's not as nice and juicy, all that kind of stuff. And so I know that this you know, whole you know, start of the new year bullshit really has a lot of us who maybe are at a different space in our buildup and our energy really fuck, fucks us up. Okay. So what I want to encourage you to do is check in with yourself. Where are you in your buildup? Are you at the very beginning? Have you even thought about wanting to build up? Maybe you're not in the mood. 
Maybe you're in the middle and it's no time to execute the actual orgasm. So I think that this episode is going to really help you change that mindset and that shift. Um, this month has really hit me hard. And you, if you want to learn more about that um, and learn more about what's happening this year at the podcast, because believe it or not, it's organized. Everything has been planned for the entire year, the guests and everything. Um, and I'm really coming into my own with what I want this platform to be and where I want it to go. Um, so I'm taking it very seriously this year. Um, so if you want to hear a little bit about that, you can always listen to the episode that um, has come out before this. Um but this month, really, it's only the t- fucking 21st of January, and it has already hit me so hard. It has completely changed the entire plan I had for how I wanted it, th- it to go. But that's how it is. So I want to um, I want to leave off before we get into my episode um, with Stacy. I want to leave you off with something that I found the other day. Now, um, it, so I believe in the universe. I believe, you know, like my version of God is big mama. She's, you know, you know, she's just, she's fucking awesome. And, um, who, who really knows? So whether you connect with God, big mama, universe, Yahweh, Allah, like all, whatever, Buddha, whoever, um, I found this. And so if you're atheist, you know, I apologize, but here's the thing. We really fucking have no idea how we got here. As much as people want to say like, oh, we evolved. Sure. We, you actually don't know. I don't actually know. We found fossils. We have lots of evidence, but there's so many things out there that we have no idea. And at the end of the day, scientists still have no fuck. They, you can say you have proof, but you actually don't. You know, like we don't, fuck man, we don't even know if anything's real. Okay. So when I read this, try to take that with a grain of salt or sand or whatever the fucking saying is. Um, and just keep in mind that it's, it's essentially like this higher power or energy or whatever that is a part and is the all-knowing essence of this universe. That's what she's saying. But this this quote says God in it and kingdom and stuff like that. It's not my favorite, but we're going to get to the root of it. So I know a lot of you are having a hard time. I'm having a hard time, and I found this, and I found solace in it. So it says, because if we remember God doesn't make mistakes, and if he called you into that position, no matter how overwhelming the position is, it's because he believes that you're the woman for the job. And so our task then becomes to ask God, what is it that you know about me that would have you place me in this position? Because if you placed me in this position, then you know something about me that I don't know yet. And sometimes our greatest prayer should be, God, would you open up my eyes so that I can see who I am supposed to be in your kingdom, that I would not compare myself to everything that came before me or the things coming up behind me, but that I would trust that you placed me in this position because no one else could do it like me but me. 
And so as I shift into this amazing interview with Stacy, I want you to remember that, that life is fucking hard and we are supposed to do hard shit and learn important lessons. If you are not learning lessons, you are doing life wrong. It is not about easy sailing. It is about your tenacity and your determination to get the fuck back up off of the ground, bleeding, gory, and raw, and standing up and saying, that was fucking hard, but I got this. And I will not allow life to push me down and drag me down. I will not feel sorry for myself. I can have a moment. You can have a moment to feel sorry for yourself. But, but you got to get up and you got to get out of this, oh, what was me mentality. If you're not happy with your life, you got to change it. And I say that because I've done that. I've done that multiple times. I've had to rebuild an entire life from the ground up, completely psychologically abused. And I've had to reform and and rebuild and, and create the woman I am today. And I continue to do that. And so I, I'm really excited for you to listen to this because I think that you're going to be inspired. So let's get into it. Hey, Trigger Tribe! Welcome to Millennial Triggered, where we shed light on taboo topics and dive deep into the uncomfortable. We've chosen to expose the shit out of our personal lives in the attempt to demonstrate the power that comes from leaning into your vulnerability. So come get Millennial Triggered. Hi, Stacey. How are you doing? So well now. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, we're, we've got good vibes today, and uh, I'm just want to jump into it. Stacy, who are you? Who are you, and what do you do? Share with the world. Share with the world. Oh, thank you. Um, honestly, well, my name is Stacy Van Thun. Over the last 22 years in my corporate life, I had spent it with people, leadership, and development and change management. But there was always something more inside of me that said, yeah, this is great, but you want more. And yet I would put that aside until finally, in about five years ago, I went on this deep dive for myself and started to realize that that voice in me that was yearning for more It was time to let her out and to really step into listening to my own intuition and stepping into my divinity. So who I am today is a constant evolution of becoming of myself. Mm. I have, you know, I'm a creative being, a mother of two daughters, and now I've retired from corporate world, created my own business in consulting, speaking, and empowering people to believe more in themselves. So I am a high-performance mindset coach that encourages people to kick mediocrity to the curb, mm. to realize that our past or our current circumstances does not need to determine our future unless we let it. So let's start to reveal more of our radiance, to tap into our intuition to turn on our pleasure mechanisms on a spiritual, emotional, and physical level to create and experience more pleasure in our lives. And I like to say, as it's orgasmic living, for when you find that alignment with your mind, body, and soul, then you've really tapped into that fountain of youth 
into what it is that you truly want and come from a place of authenticity. So that's who I am. I have, I have, no, that's great. That's a fabulous intro. That is, and I, I, you know, we're so aligned in, in the vision because really it's the idea that when we, when we get a hold of our pleasure, both sexually in the bedroom, in life in general, you, you get a more grasp, like a, a more solid grasp on who you are as a woman and who you can be and who you can grow into. Um, and I think there are just not enough people out there doing this. So I'm, I'm really excited. It sounds like, I mean, obviously you, you weren't in this space forever. So what, what was the thing was there a catalyzing moment for you that made you realize, okay, no, I need to make a shift. I need to change. Yeah, there was a few. Um, but, <laughs> there was a few. I, I ignored a few of them too, right? But I think that they all brought me to this place. And I think that's important to you know share with anyone listening is that, you know, drop the shame, drop the guilt. Yeah, You are where you are because you are. And you are worthy because you are. And what really, you know, and got me to see things differently was when my past crossed with Bob Proctor and I was asked, you know, what is your dream? What do you want? And I instantly went into telling a story of how I want my girls to be productive members and, uh, of society and to live out their dreams. And for me to be able to like save enough money to have them go to school. And they kind of stopped me and been like, okay, hello, that's a great job. A dream for your kids. But what about you? And, you know, mm. it was in that moment that I realized that all the dreams I had had in the past and the goals I had set for myself, aside from the one of like retiring at 65, like seven, which was still freaking 25 years ago, eh, I had achieved. And it was because I wasn't dreaming and tapping into my imagination and listening to my intuition mm -hmm. and getting caught up in the world and the business around me is why, you know, again, you can connect the dots looking backwards, is why I didn't follow my heart's job to leave corporate world sooner and to help people believe in themselves in the way I do today sooner. I mean, in my job of people development and, and people leadership, I was always helping people become their best selves for work. Right. But now it's understanding why we do what we do and why we think what we think through the power of our mind and the thoughts that we think that I'm able to share with people how we can level up our self-image and in doing so, tap into that infinite potential that lies within us to create more. So for me, one of the big um, kind of keys to opening and unlocking that potential within myself was really just stopping and bringing awareness to the fact that I wasn't dreaming anymore. Wow. And if I wanted to get over feeling resentful and frustrated and all those feelings that I had to open up and start listening to my heart's desires. That's so interesting. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate this specifically, um, moms, do you feel like there was this moment when you stopped dreaming for yourself when you had kids? Did you find that you were putting all of your energy into raising these beings or did it, did it, did it happen earlier on or later? Like what, what do you think took, what did, what do you think, or when did it happen that you felt like, okay, those dreams were put on hold? Honestly, 
I think it was a progression over life. Like I've just like starting to think that my worth was determined by others. You know, like it was about, you know, times where we talk about it because now when we'll, we'll get into this and why we, I believe, resonate so much together is like times in the bedroom when I look at it in the past where I always made my partner pleasure more important than my own. Right. You know, times at work when I sacrificed what I truly wanted to, you know, do something that they wanted me to do to move ahead. Times that, you know, a big crux for me was I lived um, quite far away from my family after university and stuff, actually, out by you. And I remember my parents and saying, you know, States, like, we want you to move closer to home. And I have the most supportive parents. They're only doing what's best, what they thought was best for me and saying move, but I moved. And it was because, not because I wanted to, but because I felt obligated because they had given me such a great life and helped me with school that, you know, how selfish of me for not doing that. So it wasn't necessarily like the kids. It was just continuing to be conditioned and unconsciously not even realizing that this, some of the decisions I was making was because I thought that's what success was. I thought that that was, was happiness. I thought that that's what other people wanted me to do. I'd been told my whole life, I'm too bright, too much, too whatever. So I started shrinking in to fit in. And in doing that, you just kind of lose sight of some of those things that have made you successful. And yet, you know, I'd grown up that for the most part, I would, I, I had a great life. Like I, I, I've always had a great life, but just because you had a great life doesn't mean that you can't want more. And that when you want more, that it means it was selfish. And truthfully, my belief at the time was a little bit warped into thinking that if I want it more, then that was being selfish. I so, I so resonate with you on this because and I've, I obviously your clients are going to be, you know, coming, coming to you with a similar story. Um, I think it's the same with mine. It's, it's this feeling of, oh, being, you know, focusing on myself doesn't mean I'm selfish. Or if you are experiencing some selfishness, what is so wrong about that? And women time and time again, sacrifice their needs for the sake of others. And we just, it's like a no brainer for so many of us. Let me put my needs on the back burner on simmer and everyone else is on boiling and I will continually focus on them. And I find that a lot of women get to this point where they start to speak up. Hey, I need this. I need this. And no one's listening because the pattern has been for years, a certain, a certain routine, a certain thing like, ah, she's saying that, but she she doesn't need to be a priority right now. And then what happens is that they just keep getting to this point and keep getting pushed to the edge until there's a breaking point where, and we'll, we'll touch on this in a minute. Cause I know you've said before, it doesn't take a breakdown to have a breakthrough, but, I, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I'll get to that in a moment. But one of the reasons why the pink grenade is my icon, part of my logo is because I see women as grenades. It's yeah. this, it's this, w- this weapon of war that when you pull that pin out and you throw it, it takes a while for it to go boom. And yeah. so people, I think there's always that moment where people think, oh, maybe it's faulty. It's not going to go off. And then bam. And then everything, 
everything in its wake is completely changed. And this is when women transform. This is when women become dragons, you know? And so, um, I don't want to see that happen for women. I want, I want women listening to this, to, to hear your story and to hear my story and everyone who's coming on here, um, to hear that you don't have to be pushed to the edge. You can understand what your needs are and you can understand how to set boundaries and then you can live authentically. So I want to get to that point where you've said in the past, it does not take a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And I think a lot of the pleasure gang is listening, thinking, yeah, how do I do that though? I, so I'm really curious, how do we go about doing that? How do we have this breakthrough yeah. without breaking down? Care more about how you feel. Hmm. <laughs> like care more about how you feel. And reframe the way we've looked at selfishness and those things, because, you know, you were talking, I love everything that you're saying there was that like, it's not selfish. It's a necessity. When we operate from a place of lack or of like trying to please others before ourselves, we can't give what we don't have, right? We can't give pleasure without experiencing pleasure and knowing what pleasure is. And so like, when I say you don't need to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough, what I really mean is that like exactly what you're saying, stop waiting for something. Are you waiting or are you watching your life? Because waiting means that there's a separation, that there's a lack, that you're wishing and hoping versus knowing and believing that life is happening for you and you are the creator of your life. And when you step into that power and you own that, then you really recognize that you have a choice. We have a choice in every moment to care more about how we feel. And our feelings are a direct result of the thoughts that we think. And so if we're not feeling good, to stop and not blame it on anything outside of our world. I think that's what's so empowering here is that you don't need another person to change for you to experience more pleasure. You don't need anything in your external world to change before you choose happiness. Transition and evolution of experiencing more pleasure is an inside out journey. Mm. And so that's where we, you know, and I think that this is where so many of us wait till we have these breakdowns to be like, well, holy shit, now I'm really at the fucking bottom. There's nowhere else to go but up. Well, like, that's again saying, no, you're worthy because you are wherever you are, no matter what success is coming into your life, life can always get better. And you know what, there isn't one person that even you or I know, or that is alive, who's achieved that type of success and experiencing pleasure at their top of their game, that doesn't continually push themselves to become more. We're spiritual beings Mm -hmm. and our spirit is made for a fuller expansion, expression and growth. And when we deny ourselves of that, that's when we become stuck. That's when we start to feel you know, frustration and anxiety and our body then produces cortisol that starts to make Mm. us feel sick. And it's like this, like, you know, this backward spiral because we think that everything stays the same, but let's be honest, we live in a world of energy, nothing less. It's an ocean of motion. So we're either creating or disintegrating. So what do you want to choose? Oh, you know, Oh, that was really good. We're either, (laughs) would you say creating or disintegrating? Yeah. Wow. Because we are. 
And that's where you really recognize that, you know, I love this analogy when you think of like energy flowing in through you, like energy just is. It's our thoughts and the meaning we associate to that energy that determines whether we feel good or bad about it. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's good and bad in everything. And what you look for, you will find. And so if we can start to reframe things and start to look for the good and stuff that instantly raises our vibration, then we put ourselves in a place of understanding and awareness, all things that are getting accelerating you for growth and expansion. And you never meet somebody that's growing expansion and you're like, how are you doing? And they're like, "Mm." they're like instantly opening up and radiant and ready to like create and explore more. And that's the difference, you know, from a lack to a, um, an abundant mindset where we say like, there's no need to compete. It's only creation. And when you love you and you get to know you, then you see the greatness in others. Mm. And when you love you and see the greatness in others and you appreciate each other for the authentic stuff that we are, because yes, we often say like, you know, just be your authentic self. But now I got to a point and um, maybe people can um, resonate with this, that I was like, well, who the hell is that authentic person? I've been wearing so many different codes to fit into these situations for so long that I don't even fucking dream anymore, let alone know who my authentic self is. Yeah. So it's really a process of unlearning to learn, a process of losing your mind to create your mind. Because just because you've had a belief in the past doesn't make it true and doesn't mean that you have to continue to have it. But if you don't become aware of that, and in my case, that's what I was doing. Like I wasn't really sitting down that time to get quiet. Instead, I was looking outside and distracting myself. I would smoke a joint or, you know, my stories, I'd have an affair. I went like outside of myself Yeah, and always looking for something outside of myself to find my happiness. But really that breakdown to breakthrough means that you can find it today and we can choose to change in a state of pain and suffering, Mm -hmm. or we can choose to change in a state of joy and inspiration. What will you choose? It's, it's a great point. And I think so many people are scared. People are scared yeah. of making that change. But I, I, um, I once had someone say to me, would you rather the pain of change or the pain of regret? And that's always yeah. stuck with me because there will be pain involved. That's inevitable mm-hmm. in terms of have, feeling stuck and feeling the uncomfortableness, but where we feel anxiety is where we pretty much should be turning to where, what, what, whatever you're thinking of right now, whether that's how to communicate in bed, having an orgasm, working through shame, I'm um, not like, yeah, working through shame, working through past traumas, whatever makes you clench up and have like the, the, the scary butterfly feeling is where you need to turn your attention because that's what your soul is asking for. It's craving for some attention to that. And it's really scary to make those changes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm curious, Stacy, what maybe, I don't know if you have off the top of your, your head, maybe a few tips on if someone listening right now is just at the beginning of their journey where they know deep down that they feel like, okay, I do have to make a shift and a change in my life, but I'm mm-hmm. really scared. Mm-hmm. What is maybe what's one or two things that you would suggest is helpful when weaning into that, you know, kind of just shifting into that new space of, okay, I think I am going to make the change. Yeah. I love it. Um, 
well, there's a couple of things is first get clear with what, what you want, right? Because you can't hit a target you can't see. So you have to be able to see in your mind where it is that you want to go. And you have to let go of the need to know the how. The how is in the journey of unfolding. And when you raise your vibration, the how, like things will just come into your life. These things that if you just be open to receiving will happen. And you got to trust that, right? Like it's that faith and fear both require you to believe in the invisible. Why do we choose the fear over the faith? Mm-hmm. And yet, like, and and yet it's it just is, right? It's because we're conditioned to be, you know, like you said, that that fear. Well, the reason you're fearful is because you know your present and you know your past. So even if you don't love it, it's familiar to you. Mm-hmm. But the more we stay in that familiarity zone, it doesn't allow us to open up to experience something new. So we continue to see, feel the think the same thoughts with those thoughts generate the same feelings those feelings um create the same behaviors and those behaviors create the same results and we get you know we'll go we'll listen to a podcast like this or we'll read a book and we get motivated and for a short time we may see a blip in our results but what we really have to do is once we've gained that clarity of where we want to go be honest for where we're at And why do we think what we think? What beliefs serve us right now? And how do we feel about ourselves? Because our self-image determines the boundaries of what we will achieve. We won't be able to achieve something that we don't believe is possible. You know, even when we are having an orgasm ourselves, right? Like it is about like you let go and you see yourself. You're there in your mind before you're there in your body. Yeah. And it's the same with our dreams and our lives. You know, my, one of my favorite quotes was one by Van Gogh and he said something to the effect of like, somebody asked him like, how do you paint such beautiful paintings? And he said, I dream my paintings and then I paint my dreams. And so that's wow. what we have to think about our lives. Yes. Right? Like you're yeah. the, you are the creator, the painter of your dream of your life. Yes. So you have to see it. Everything that we see in our physical world has been created twice, first in someone's imagination and then manifest it. But if we continue to wait for the results to be tangible, what we can hear, taste, touch, smell, and feel, then we will continue to wait and stay where we're at. So it is about leaning into that fear reframing it as excitement because you know there's something more there and then having that unwavering faith in yourself that belief in yourself and knowing that if I can see it if I can believe it then I can achieve it because here in our mind is a place it's a place yeah so when we live from that end then it can happen more so I guess my two tips would be you know know what it is that you want and um and sometimes like everyone's like, well, I don't know what that is. Like, I mean, like a big freaking worthy goal, the one that excites and scares you at the same time yes. that you don't know the how, right? <laughs> and and yeah. that's where we grow. But to also then be honest where you're at, and then you take steps every day that will move you in the direction of that. And it can be as simple as just reiterating your worth to yourself. Right. And saying, you know, those... I am affirmations, doing something that's alignment with what it is, reaching out and getting comfort in that uncomfortable place. I would always say, you know, we're so often excited to say like, I'm brave or I'm courageous, Mm. but how about being proud of yourself for being vulnerable? Because there is no brave or courageousness without being vulnerable. It's so true. Right. And it's when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable 
we step out of the stands and we get onto the field of life. And to your point, does that mean that we won't occur obstacles? Will everything be rosy? Well, I mean, again, perception, no, there, but you don't see the obstacles the same way. You see them as stepping stones. You think, oh, this is happening to me for a reason. What can I learn? Yes. And then we continue to grow and change. But exactly, I feel so much in resonance when you say like, what regret would you rather die or live with? The one of yes. not trying or of becoming. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even halfway through that, you might find that you discover more about yourself and that it takes you in a different path, but you're living, you're expanding, you're growing. And you said, Hey, I'm here to play. I know I can overcome adversity. I see it as this lately. I've been like really playing with this word adversity, but a thinking yeah. I'm going to take action. D I'm going to make a decision. V I'm going to stick to my vision. E, I'm going to have the endurance because this is a long game. Get out of the need mm, of thinking that I need game. to control the when, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the R comes from taking radical responsibility. The S is you are stronger than you can ever imagine. You've like survived your worst of days. You can do more, mm. right? So I love the S in strength, the I in tuning into that intuition. Yeah. He is recognizing the tenacity within being persistent in the pursuit of your passion. And why is that yearning? It's got to start with the desire because if yeah. the desire isn't great enough, the excuses will override. But as soon as you oh, develop so that true. a desire, you are in it. So make that commitment to yourself. And it's so true. Go. Fucking yeah. go, Stacy! Absolutely. <laughs> and this is something that I've just started to recognize is that you, you know, whatever it is that you you want and whatever it is that you are working to manifest, you have to sit down and figure out who is that person then? Because so many times we think, okay, I want to make this much money a month or whatever, or I want to have consistent orgasms. I, you know, that's going to, that's going to fix everything. Okay, fine. But who are you going to be after it fixes the problem? Who are you going to be when that happens? Because you can't wait. And this is, this is new to me. I'm sure you're well-versed in it, but like understanding that if I'm looking for an outcome, I'm thinking, it's going to, things are going to shift when that happens. What is going to shift? How are you going to show up differently? Who are you going to be after that? And then you have to become that. You have to actively make steps towards that new person you want to be so that you are more in alignment with the thing you're manifesting. I was talking to someone yesterday. She's, um, she's, uh, in her fifties, she's really struggled with finding soulful men. She's, you know, one of those women who has done her work and finding a man, her age, who's also done his work has really proven to be challenging for her. And we talk, we were talking about how she was really pissed off with some of her friends saying that, you know, well, you just were not specific enough with the universe around what it is that you want in a man. And she got really angry, you know, about what they were saying, because she said, no, years ago, I made a list of everything that I wanted in a man. And I was as, as specific as possible, but the universe knows what I want. And I challenged her and I said, right. But the other day you just said, that the next time you come into a relationship, you're going to have a, a big struggle creating space for that person. 
and that you've struggled with that all along. And she was really like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, no, li- just listen. Are you, so if you want this specific man to come into your life, who, who are you going to be when he comes in? Are you planning on staying the same way you are now? Because that's not working. So who are you going to be when he comes in? And are you just, are you going to wait for when he comes to then make these shifts in your life to create space and to be that woman that you would like to become with him? Or are you going to take active steps towards that right now so that by the time universe brings him in, you've already proven to universe that you are making the steps towards that and that you are ready to receive. And that when he comes in, you're going to handle that. That is like with anything, whether that's money, with self-pleasure, with a job, whatever it is, you have to actively work to become the person that is well, like worth receiving what you're manifesting. That's something that that's new to me. <laughs> I love that. And it is around that worthy, like you will receive it when you believe it. Mm. And there's a few things in there that I love that you said around. One is we're manifesting all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. Our thoughts become things. What we think about, we bring about. The challenge is we're more often thinking of what we don't want than when we what we do want. So if that woman was thinking it's hard, then it will be hard. If that woman thinks that it's, you know, and, and I'm not. I'm not ever trying to minimalize what people feel, but just to bring a different perspective to it to say like, how is that working for you? (laughs) Right? Like, like what's (laughs) like, what's wrong with just maybe opening up your mind to think it in a different way. Cause when we open our mind, we open ourselves up to new possibilities. And so the other pieces I think is so important. And you touch on it was around like, there's this vacuum law, right? Of life that we only have so much space. So what is it that we're willing to let go of to create that space to allow something in? Cause you can't just keep pushing and hoping stuff fit. Something's got to leave for us to let in. And it's more so like, yes, you're becoming that one, but you are that. As soon as you have that image, you are. So act that. Even if it hasn't, that goal hasn't arrived yet in our physical plane, you still act from that wish fulfilled because you have the belief, the knowing, and the faith it is coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's when you're an active participant in the life and you realize that life is happening for you. This is just a step on your journey. And that when um, it's, it's, it's as much as like, what is what you become, but what is it that you want to feel? Like it's feeling that's the key, right? Like it's, it's about getting clear, even when we say the income, well, what would you do with, you know, that, that dollar amount that you would use, right? Like, how would you act? How would you feel? Where would you go? All of these types of things. That's why when people win a million dollars and if they've been poor their whole lives, how they will end up broke again. Yeah, Because they haven't leveled up their self-image or self-worth to being feeling worthy of receiving and having a million dollars in their bank account, Mm -hmm. where you have like someone that's used to having that in their accounts and they go bankrupt. Well, you know that they're getting that back up because the self-image sets the boundaries of what we will achieve in life. It's the thermostat. So Mm -hmm. until we up-level our self-image... And then you nailed it with saying like, what are the characteristics that you want to embody that you want to become? And you won't want something that you can't have. That's right. Right. So then live from that place and feel the feelings. Like, I mean, that's really, and I love that you bring an orgasm to it because I think it's something we can all relate to. Like when we go and 
either we're touching ourselves or someone touches us, it's not about instantly like the thing of the orgasm, like the word, it's the feeling that we can embrace. Mm. And sometimes it may be bigger and sometimes it might not be as wet or whatever the case may be, but that feeling Mm -hmm. is what we're aiming for. And that's where the pleasure is. Mm. And you let go of the expectation and you just accept and surrender into the moment and the present moment and accept it. And in that precious, sweet moment, in that moment of an unknown is when we create. We can't create when we're thinking of the past or worrying about the future, but when we allow ourselves just to surrender and to be, that's when we allow ourselves to accept and let in. Mm. And so that's what's so important, I think. That's powerful stuff, powerful stuff. You have spoken about, um, I think it's how do you take love from the bedroom and into the boardroom. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, I love saying that phrase. Can you share more about that? Because, you know, we talk a lot in life, specifically as women, about taking the power that we have in the boardroom and bringing it into the bedroom. And you've flipped it around and you're talking about the love and we're taking from bedroom to boardroom. And I like that it feels as though like there's, there's power, there's energy in the bedroom that we're taking out into the world. And everyone's like, no, we're taking energy out in the world and we're bringing it into the bedroom. Share, please share. I want to learn more about this. Well, how I feel, and I guess it relates to my story is that, you know, seven years, I found myself nearing the end of my spiritual strength that I had mentioned. I stopped listening to my intuition as much. And I was getting caught up in the world around me unknowingly. It just happened. And um, I went outside of myself and had an affair. And although I don't regret the affair because it like woke me up to like mm-hmm. feeling feels. I mean, my husband and I got to a point where we were just roommates. We, were, we weren't discussing and dreaming together. We weren't having mm-hmm. sex anymore. Um, you know, it was, it was in a situation where I was not owning my power in the bedroom, like even in my own life, like I couldn't, like I had expressed them that I wasn't happy, but I wasn't doing anything really about it except complaining and, and having a wine and gossiping with my girlfriends and then looking for someone else. And cause I was scared. Like I didn't know how to, you know, really own that. And I was scared and I, and I made excuses that I didn't want to hurt him, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. having an affair on him, I'm sure you won't hurt him that way. But like, that's what craziness that our thoughts can trick us into thinking, right? So why I say that is that I find a lot of people get to a place in their relationships where they're looking for the partner to make them feel whole, not realizing that that's not your partner's job. It's your job to feel whole, right? And then the partner is when you get to express what it is with them of what you want mm-hmm. and giving, get it to take it to the next level. But so often we're afraid to share with the person that we're being intimate with what it is that we want. Well, then you can't tell me that you're going into the boardroom and understanding your worth and having that confidence. If we can't stand in our truth in the bedroom with the people that we love and willing to be intimate with, how can we have that confidence consistently throughout your life, like you're over, you know, you're over trying or ego speaking to you in that confidence setting in the boardroom. Right. And that's the same with me. Like if somebody would have told me that I lacked self-worth or that I didn't have confidence in myself, 
I would have told them they're full of shit. Truthfully, I really would have. Like, I, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. believe that because I did have goals. Like, as far as I knew, I had goals and I was achieving stuff and I was successful in life. Yeah. But yet the truth was I had the self-image and the confidence for the life that I was living because our life is a direct reflection of how we feel on the inside. Mm. But I wasn't in love with my life. And wow. so I did have a gap between the worthiness and the image I had to feel to take it up to that next level. Mm. And, you know, I try to help people to realize that when we can find that within, then we don't have to follow the path that I did, which was to have an affair. And like I said, although I don't regret the affair because it made me feel alive and it kind of brought me into this new journey, I had to then overcome a ton of shame and guilt of the lies and the cheating that I Mm. did. And not just to my partner, but to my own self, right? Like it was not as much as, you know, having my partner forgiving, but like the real healing came when I forgave myself and realizing I just didn't know. And so it's not a, it's not an issue of blame. No, it's just once you are become aware, then you got to make a choice and take that responsibility to say, okay, where do like, what can I do and what role do I play in this? to create what it is that I want. And I believe that a lot of times when we don't have that confidence consistently through our our life, it starts because of how we felt about ourselves on that deep, intimate level in the bedroom. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if, have you read Esther Perel's The State of Affairs? Oh, but I, I'm feeling like I should. It's so great. It's all about why people cheat, why people have affairs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been the other woman. So I've been on the other end of that. And it has, don't regret it at all, because it was one of the the biggest catalyzing moments for myself and put me into a new level of men that I was going for and feeling worth like, I, that was when I realized, no, no, I'm worthy of more, um, and, and really figured my shit out. Um, but and we continue, it's a journey. Oh, we continue. <laughs> yeah. We continue leveling up, but Esther Perel says that most people, um, don't cheat because of not feeling satisfied by their partner, though. That is a part of it. It is people, people look outside of their relationship to access a different part of themselves that they can't access in the relationship right now. And that, that has, that's all, you know, the environment, everything it's, it's not one person's it's when someone strays, it's not about just that person. It's a cumulative, it's a cumulative experience and, and, and stuff that has stacked on each other. And so um, to release that shame is so challenging and so important though, specifically because we live in a society where people are just like once a cheater, always a cheater. And yeah. they think they think, you know, wrong and right. There's no in between. There's no understanding. Well, why, you know? And so I think that's really powerful because time and time again, clients are coming in. They've almost, almost everyone has either gotten really close to straying or and I don't, don't even like the word straying or they've, they've gone ahead and they've, they've, they've gone ahead and partaken in, in, in an affair. And I think we just need to really relax on ourselves. You know, yes, you need to create the expectations and the guidelines that are important between you and your partner in your relationship, but being human is complicated and messy and being in a long-term relationship with one person 
is fucking hard. You're not only trying to grow with your person, but you're trying to grow as yourself. And those growing as yourself is hard enough. And then doing it alongside another person and raising human beings, that's hard. So I want to say thank you for sharing your experience and your past, because I mean, it just goes to show that, um, we, we have to take our experiences and grow from them and become stronger in our, in our wisdom. That's how we, we collect wisdom. Yeah. Like I'd say a couple of points in there is that one, yeah, you're not defined by one story. There's so much more to you. Like, and two, and it's with a partner and stuff. This is why it's so important to own your self-worth. Because you, why that happens, I believe, is because we break down and we assume they won't want to try something, right? Like I had a friend that had an affair on a long-term relationship and they were telling me how this is the best sex of their lives and that it's like a drug and they, you know, have to keep going back to it. And I said to them, well, did you ask your wife to sit on your face? Mm. Mm, Scary, right? They they would Mm. never do that. Well, maybe. If they would have known, right? Like if if they knew that that was a deep desire and they love you, why the hell wouldn't they? If you like, again, that Mm -hmm. is like where we get back in touch. Like you got to be able to feel and know that you're worth and have that self-image. When, when you, we go outside, at least from my experience, when I went outside of myself and, and had my affair, it was because I did not tell my partner exactly what I wanted to do and to be. Wow. And And that is not his fault. That was me not owning my power. And then finding somebody else to say, it's okay, Stacey. And to again, get distracted from really owning my worth. And so like, I think that's just so important to realize is that when we are in these relationships with people that we love for a long time, like you said, yeah, we're always evolving. So we have to be communicating what our needs are. Now, maybe a point that like, I think that's the other thing. And you and I've talked a little bit about it is like breaking what the norm is of a relationship and that it has to be this. And that if you stray there, stray, as you said, that there's something wrong with the relationship. Well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. It's not mine to judge. Yeah. How do you feel like Mm -hmm. it always goes back to care more about how you feel and in doing so when you speak from that place you are being authentic and then the person that you're speaking with has a choice to either accept it or not yeah yeah and you move from that place but you do it with love and compassion and grace and understanding that you know if I can't be and express my true self, then I'm not just doing you a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice, our kids a disservice, my work a disservice, everyone. So, you know, fill your cup first. And, and if it is something that you're afraid of admitting to your husband or your partner, realize that's a worthiness thing. Mm-hmm. So why yep. don't you feel worthy enough to express how you're feeling? Oh, cause you're afraid of what they were thinking. Well, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. because what's worse that you're going to cheat or do something that will bring you guilt and shame that you could have avoided by just standing and owning your truth. Yep. And it is, it, I mean, no doubt it is hard because we don't do it, but the more you do it, mm-hmm. the more you will do it because you'll feel how good that makes a person feel. And you'll want to lean into that a little bit more. Yes. Yes. And it's so interesting. Like being, you know, having this person in a, in a personal experience as well of not knowing how to lean into my authentic self long ago. 
it's so much more effort to deal with all of the the letdowns and the 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 lackluster experiences and the resentment that builds it's so, so much more energy to do that than to just bite the bullet and then say the thing or yeah. bite bite the bullet and speak up right and i always yeah. recommend you know for women who are not knowing how to ask for their needs in bed the first step is hearing yourself say it and then get better at saying it, right? So what's scary usually is for us to say the thing. And so if that's scary, then you've got to hear yourself say the thing a few times privately. And then you go, oh, that sounded odd. Maybe I need to change this word or I need to change my influx, right? My inflection, I mean. And then eventually you get your sentence down and then you feel confident with it. And then you imagine it in the bedroom, right? Like he's going down on you. He's, he's giving you oral and it's not exactly where you need it to be. And you're concerned about hurting his fucking ego. And so then after practicing a few times of how you would say it, then you can presence yourself instead of feeling like you're out of body. And then after you say what you need, you're worried if it came across odd, you're confident in it. And there's still a little moment, but that is one of the most simplest things you could do. Like I was someone who was so scared to speak up for my needs and all in every aspect of a relationship because I didn't want him to feel, you know, you know, emasculated, but meanwhile, I wasn't even getting any of my divine feminine rights. And so then I started figuring out, okay, let me just say it to myself and then re rephrasing it. So that's something we think we could all do in any aspect of life. I love that. And you know, it's even funnier that when you really think about it, we use the excuse that it's because we don't want to hurt their ego. Yes, But the real reason (laughs) is that it goes again back to like, it just makes us feel uncomfortable. So instead of taking responsibility for it, we look for the excuse of why we yeah. can do the thing. Yeah. And also we're afraid that if we do the thing and the ego gets hurt, I mean, the ego will get hurt regardless at times, but then what happens is if you tell your truth, you also find out the truth from how your partner will receive it. And then you have to find out, is this person aligned in my relationship or not? Do we have to do a lot of work or not? And then that takes us down a deeper rabbit hole. And so really we're just trying to avoid doing all this work that would create a better version of ourselves. We so fixed true. the world, Stacey. We, so true. we honestly, fixed it. Honestly, like you're just making me smile right now because it's this situation <laughs> I remember if I was with a new partner and I, I, I jumped on his face and, um, I was telling my girlfriend, yes, thank you. It was incredible. And I also (laughs) want to say, remember that like there, like, I mean, we've been told what our partners want in the past and we don't let it hurt our ego. In fact, I'm always grateful for it because I don't want to do something that doesn't feel good. So I want them to tell me. And I believe that men are the same way, truthfully. I think it's our own like built up belief that that would hurt their ego. But there hasn't been one man that I've said, hey, can you do this? That they're like, 
No. They're like, you want that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. But it was funny to me because I was sharing with my girlfriends how we had this amazing experience. And my one girlfriend said to me, she's like, you did that? Like that would take me years to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, then that's why you won't do it. Because right. what's the worst that could have happened to me is he said, no, then I would have been like, okay, you're not my people. Right. Yes. Like, so yeah. I mean, it would have just gained that clarity again versus like going down passes and being places where it doesn't suit exactly what it is that you want. Yeah. And yeah. so here, you know what? We've come full circle around how we, that <laughs> takes it from the bedroom to the boardroom. That's right. Whatever it is in life, get clear what you want, stand in your truth, see it, mm-hmm. feel it, and you will become and achieve that when you believe in the possibility that it's feasible for you. I love it. Stacey, how can the pleasure gang get a hold of you? You have, you've got a course that's coming up. How can people access your, your energy and your magic and to level (laughs) up, level up in their lives? Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Stacey Van Thune. Also in Facebook, I have actually a podcast that now is going to come out. It's releasing November 4th called Unlock and Unleash. But prior to that, honestly, if you're a woman that's looking to get clarity on what it is that you want and to level up your self-image to realize that if it doesn't bring you income, inspiration or orgasm it doesn't deserve to be in your life (laughs) right then I invite you to join me in my upcoming mastermind with incredible ambitious group of women that um you know it isn't about having that breakdown it's just about experiencing more and leveling up your worthiness so that starts November 1st and of course I have them going all the time if you want to work one-on-one with me of how our thoughts control our results and how to you know, identify what beliefs you have that are no longer serving you to root them up, to make that space to plant new beliefs in, then I would love to work with you in um, thinking into results because it is the way to go. And I think now you and I both said like, you know, the big change to myself too was when I decided to invest in myself. Listen, if we could do this on our own, we'd be doing it. There Mm -hmm. is no shame or anything and asking for help because that's I think a big thing with women too is that we've been told we're strong that we're capable and especially like I got to a point where I was just used to picking up the stuff and and going and doing and that you know like ask for help and you know mentors like myself or Nell are here because we can help you know bring some awareness to some of your blind spots Mm -hmm. and we do it in a compassionate way. That's exactly what will be happening in the mastermind and in my one-on-one coaching and then give you guidance and tips and tricks to get there. So like I was doing a video the other day, I was like, if I could give you a shortcut to achieving what you want, wouldn't you take it? Mm-hmm. And that shortcut is investing in yourself and working with a coach. And especially yeah. when I believe that, you know, really understands how the mind works. And I've been really blessed to work with the legendary Bob Proctor, but also Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I just love Amazing. the intersection between science and theology and helping people to understand how truly powerful we are by the thoughts that we think and the image we have of ourselves. I have to tell you, you know, I'm new to Joe Dispenza. And I literally watched, I watched two back-to-back things of his and then everything changed that day. I fucking shit you not. (laughs) Everything changed that day. It was crazy. Um, and you know, I'll go in personally with you later on. Um, but ever, it was amazing. Like it is, 
it is just something that completely, it makes so much sense, his teachings, but we don't think about it. And so it's, um, anyway, I won't go too far into that, but I just want to say, um, if anyone listening has not heard of him, absolutely just go check it out because that is mind blowing work. And Bob Proctor legend, of course. And I just yeah. want to also speak to what you're saying, Stacey, is that what's really important for people listening is like finding a coach who didn't learn it from a course or a school, though it, that has its time and place, finding a coach who walks the walk, who knows what you're going through. The fact that you have had like the reason why you're here, Stacy, and doing what you're doing is because this was your experience. You were the person who needed to change and didn't know how. That is so important. Um, and I really want people to be just to practice discernment when choosing a coach, because it's one thing to take a course and that's valid, but I want people to find their people, the ones who know exactly what life was like and you have, and like this so powerful. Yeah. And I would think though, though, one more thing is like, that is now let that story be the past yes. because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. And the more we replay the stories of our past, the more we solidify that belief and that self-image mm. and our body like feels off of our subconscious mind. It's our subconscious mind that puts our body into feelings, the feelings get the action. So this is where we have to really become more aware of our unconscious thoughts and choose them, like be the gatekeeper of your mind. And so I I agree with that. I think it's really even more important is to understand the coaches that understand how results come to be Mm. so that they can really start to tap in and give you the tools and the techniques to as Dr. Joe would say, to refire, to rewire, to refire, right? Mm. And so that's why I say you almost have to lose your mind to create it because you have to be able to create the new vision, to fall in love with the new vision of what you want more so. And that's how the change comes, right? Because just like if you replay your shitty situation over and over and over again, you put your vibration into that lower thing, oh, more shit yeah. comes into our lives. And you say, see, I told you. That's right. Yeah. But if it can happen with like the bad thoughts. So when you start to replay, this is why it's so important to replay the images and the vision and the affirmations of who it is that you want to become. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined, and it must accept whatever is impressed upon it. So when you can do that constant space repetition, then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you are. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah I, freaking, I mean, honestly, now we could talk for, I fucking, I, I, I just love it. And I'm dying to share with more people because you, to your point, we weren't taught about this No, and yet it, it, so it is, but now that you become aware, what do you want to do with it? And if you want to do something with it, then join my upcoming, becoming you reach out to Mel, we've got you and we'll help you to experience more pleasure in your life. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. I love Stacey. you. That was so fun. And, it was. And the last thing I'll leave everyone off on is you can go ahead and, and live your life being led by the, the idea of like, well, what if it doesn't happen? But just as equally, what if it does happen? What if it does work out? Because it can equally work out. 
right? So 100%, yeah, choose the yeah. faith over the fear. Choose and the you faith know, over the fear. You'll build that confidence through action. So once you have that vision, then take that inspired action. And just as you were saying to, you know, say those words to you. So you get comfortable with saying it to a partner. Yeah. That's because yes. you're taking the action and in doing so you realize that like we suffer more in our mind than we do in reality. So oh, freaking yes. stop worrying about what will happen and just start acting That's and right. living from the wish fulfilled. Thank you so much. Love it. it was such a pleasure oh having you on today. Right All right, everyone, have a great time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.